We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good evening, Broncos country, and welcome to another Orange and Blue View on Saturday night. Thank you all for being here. We're going to jump into our pregame show as usual, talking about everything you need to know for the Denver Broncos upcoming game tomorrow at 11 versus the Houston Texans. Ron, this is a big game. I mean, if they if the Broncos can pull this win off down in Houston, it is going to put them in the driver's seat for the playoffs. It really is. How are you doing tonight? How are you feeling about this upcoming game, Ron? Yes, thank you guys for tuning in. I'm so happy to be here with you on Saturday as always. So yeah, I'm I'm doing well, Thomas. Um, yeah, and as far as this game is concerned, this this is a playoff game. You know, a, a few of the, the players have alluded to it. Um, it feels like you know a playoff game, especially in the fact that there are a lot of playoff implications coming from this game. So you're right, the Broncos definitely have to try to put their best foot forward, you know, and execute as well as they can to come out of Houston with a victory. But yeah, big, big, is a, this is a big thing. Big, big game here tomorrow. For sure. For sure. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I actually don't want to bet against the Broncos anymore this year. I mean, <laughs> I did against the Browns and I was definitely uh, sorry I did, although happy that they won, for sure. I would rather be wrong in my prediction than have the Broncos lose. So uh, I'm I'm excited for this game coming up early morning. I like I, I actually like the earlier games, Ron. I don't like the uh, wait until the afternoon. I want to get it over with. So uh, although primetime is fun, but uh, let's uh, let's grab a few people in the chat. Flazify was in here early today waiting for us. I'm glad that you came in early waiting for us. Thank you so much for Thank dedicating you. your time to uh, listen to the show. We're very happy about that. Flazify says just win whatever it takes. Absolutely. And I've been saying that they've done just enough to win a few times, although I think they I think they you know did more than enough to win against the Browns. That was a a pretty uh pretty good offensive showing against a great defense in my mind and you know the defense came up as well. We got David Yunkin is coming in saying evening Thomas and Ron. It's our defense that I want to see. We need mm-hmm. to slow down the deep ball. If we can hold them to about 250 yards, we might have a chance. David, I I want to see the defense come up big as well, but I really think this is the the game where the Bron- Broncos offense really starts to show up in a big way. And we'll get into that in a little bit. I've got some numbers for you and some reasons why I believe that. I mean, we've been watching the defense play well and watch the special teams play well. I think it's the, it's the offense's turn to really come alive, you know, statistically showing them what they can do, scoring some touchdowns. And uh, this is the game to do it, Ron. What do you think? Yes, I, I agree with you, Thomas. Thank you, David, for coming in. We appreciate you, my man. And you're right to a degree, David. It's We've been seeing the defense shine. So the defense has been doing its thing um, with, you know, the takeaways. Um, even the red zone defense has has come up clutch as well. So, you know, I, I'm not so concerned about them. I'm concerned about this offense and particularly opening up this offense. I, I want to see more spreading the ball to your playmakers, getting people open in space. And this is the opportunity for the Denver Broncos to do that. 
I mean, with the past defense of the Houston Texans, I mean, they're, I think they're near the bottom, um, I think, in past defense. So there's going to be opportunities for this offense to shine. And again, we'll get into some of the marquee matchups and players to watch, but I want to see, you know, Judy more involved, Mims, right? And this is a perfect game for that to happen. And Dylan Von Arks, our staff writer, yeah. coming in. To, thanks for being here uh, with us, Dylan, saying, Sup, Broncos country. Make sure you hit that like button on the way in. Share on all platforms and subscribe if you haven't already. Thank you for the advice, Dylan. Appreciate the reminder. Appreciate you being here with us on Saturday night because, you know, it's Saturday night. There's plenty of things to do, but being here with us, it makes us happy. So thank you very much. Turtles coming in. Turtle 4614. Beat the Texans. Go Broncos. Yeah, thank you for that uh, comment. And then uh, Garon Teed says, talking about Singleton here, Singleton gets a lot of hate for missed tackles, though leading the team in this stat. Moreau's playing pass coverage well, but his tackling worries me. Has anyone else noted that, noticed this? I mean, I've noticed missed tackles. One of the most frustrating things to me when I'm watching football is missed tackles. And you're right. Yeah, I've noticed uh, several people missing tackles, Singleton being one of them and Moreau being the other. How about you, Ron? Have you noticed anything like that? I have. Thank you, Guaranteed, for coming in. I, I have noticed it, um, especially with Singleton. Um, I think it was – I know in this five-game winning stretch, it has been noticeable at times, but I think more particularly I noticed it in the Minnesota game. Um, there, there were quite a number of, of missed tackles again and Minnesota wasn't known for running the ball like they were and you know Alexander Madison and Chandler they were getting eight nine and ten yards at a time so you know that that definitely needs to be cleaned up I'm, I'm a little concerned there as well on uh, guarantee but hopefully that can get cleaned up as as the season progresses now with the Texans you know they do have Singletary and, you know, um, with the running game that can maybe pose some problems. But I I need this team to hold up in coverage for sure, because with Stroud, with Tank Dell, Nico Collins, you know, th this passing attack, although young, has been very, very good. And so that actually leads to your next point of the pass coverage. And I'm going to get into that here shortly with Moreau, because he's actually one of my players to watch. Um, and I kind of want to see how he holds up in coverage with this passing attack. But that that those are actually very two um, good observations there. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. David McGillrath coming in, as always. Thank you so much. With 11 and 6, that's all he has to say, 11 and 6. And you know what? I'm not going to bet against that anymore. Like I said earlier, I uh, the the Broncos just have a different uh, a different way about them anymore, and, and now they believe they can win. So thanks for being here, David. Appreciate it. Yes. We've got Monica Raposo coming in. Uh, I think I hope I spelled that uh, said that right. Saying, "Hey guys, Denver Junkie here. Our D needs to get those tackles. Those will be huge. Plus, again, I'll say it more." Mims, please. Absolutely. This is a game that Mims can have a big game, and I'm going to talk a little bit about it. I, I found a couple things in here that I think is is favorable. So let's let's hope that um, let's hope you're right that he is getting more involved. <coughs> yes. Excuse me. Sorry yes. about that. Yeah. Thank you, Monica, um, for for coming in with that. And you know, we've been alluding to kind of the two we you well you've been alluding to kind of the two weaknesses here, right? Of 
you know, the the tackling, which is kind of leading into that poor run defense and just opening opening the offense up, right? Again, to my point earlier, having your playmakers like Mims evolve. I want to see Mims as well. I mean, and it's just so, I guess it's so frustrating for me, Thomas. Again, I go back to that game against the Washington Commanders. I believe it was week two where we saw him shine. You know, not only, obviously we know what he does, you know, in special teams as, as the returner, but, you know, putting him in his offense, you know, that big play um, that he hit him for, for the touchdown. I mean, so again, this is a game that that should happen in. I'm I'm hoping that they can use Mims more. Yeah. I'm going to say hi to Ernie Mays. He's coming in saying, hello, Thomas and Ron go Broncos country only as always (laughs) six in a row tomorrow. Thanks, Ernie. Thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Got Dave Glassman coming in Broncos country. Let's ride to the super bowl. Awesome. And David's coming and asking how I'm feeling. I'm feeling a lot better. Still got a cough, still tired, but thank you for asking. Uh, hopefully I'll be a little more lively than I was on Wednesday. I was feeling pretty down. So uh, thank you for asking, David. Greg Smith's coming in saying good evening, Thomas Ron in Broncos country, Denver Broncos for life. And we got Jonathan Salway coming in saying good evening to everyone. Uh, Chris is coming in with a buckum. Thank you so much. Thank you, and then we've got, uh, Phil McLaughlin supporting us with Facebook stars. So thank you so much for the support, Phil. Really, really appreciate that, of course, as always. And Phil says, good evening, Thomas and Ron. I'm trying to understand why we activated Danucci. I understand he can't, he cannot be emergency QB. Also glad, uh, <clears throat> glad to see Brandon Johnson back. Buckham, Mile High Huddle for Life and Go Broncos. Yeah, it's a bit of a head scratcher for me. I made the joke about on Twitter about how, uh, you know, they were just they're anticipating being up so far that they can just, you know, use whatever quarterback they want. But I know it's a joke. I'm not really sure why they activated him unless they're planning to uh, make uh, Stidham an inactive for some reason. I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's a necessary thing. Uh, I don't know. It's it's interesting. It is interesting oh, that they did that, and maybe they're gonna maybe they're gonna deactivate Stidham and just you know put Danucci out there for whatever reasons, to, just in case to see if he can play. I don't know, Ron. What are your thoughts on that? I, I, yeah, I, I've been trying to figure this one out today as well, Phil. I, you know, I, I I don't know. Um, you know, maybe someone was trying to get him possibly, and they wanted to act. I, you know, I I I I don't know. <laughs> I've been trying to find out, read around on Twitter, see what's going on, but 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 nothing's coming up um, as to why they activated him. Yeah, it's interesting. Oh. I don't know, but yeah. thanks for the uh, thanks for the support, Phil, with the Facebook stars. Really appreciate that. Doug Tessier's coming in saying we're going to crush the Texans by ten plus points, guaranteed. Take it to the bank. All right, I, I like the enthusiasm, Doug. Appreciate it. Pearl Heaters dropping in to say hi. Thank you so much hey, for Pearl. being here. And we also have <clears throat> Lawrence Rivera coming in with some Facebook stars. So thank you for that, Lawrence. Appreciate it. Uh, appreciate the support. Saying knock on glass. Save our, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure what that means, Lawrence, but hey, thank you for being here. Thanks a lot for uh, the support. And uh, yeah, I, uh, I look forward to the game. I really am. It's weird, Ron, because early in the season, uh, you know, after the first few losses in that debacle, I wasn't looking forward to watching the games. I mean, I was watching them and I was, you know, <laughs> reporting on them, taking a lot of notes, but I was never looking forward to it. Now I am. So let's uh, let's get this going here. And then Mike Edel's coming in. Thank you for the Thank super you, Mike. chat, Mike. Really mm-hmm. uh, appreciate it as always. Saying, hey, Thomas and Ron, glad to see you're feeling better, Thomas. A little nervous about this game. Go Broncos. Yeah, Ron, what what makes you nervous about this game? Thank you, Mike, again for coming in, and I I am just a, a, a I'm a little nervous as well, just because of of this of this passing attack, you know this this passing attack of the Texans they they're very, you know, very aggressive, and again I I do trust the Denver Broncos secondary to to come through, but you know it, it's really going to come down to, and we can get into some of our keys here with with this uh comment here mike I'm, I'm glad this was a good segue mike to kind of what we probably want to talk about here but mike one of my keys here is to contain stroud so keep a spy on stroud apply that consistent pressure just because 
you know, we've seen him and, and some of the film I've seen, you know, we've seen him move out of the pocket and just throw the ball way down the field to Tank Dell, to Nico Collins, Noah Brown, Dalton Schultz, although he's out for this game. Um, so you have to try to find a way to knock him off his spot, um, pressure him consistently so he doesn't go and and get the get those chunk yards. That I think that's kind of where a little bit of my nervousness lies. Um, because they they can score points. You know, I believe it was the game against Stroud had three picks. I believe it was one game. I think it was against the Arizona Cardinals, if I'm not mistaken. But yet they still found a way to win the game. <laughs> you know, so you know, just things like that. And if the Broncos, Mike, if the Broncos can keep it close, you know, if they can keep it close, I trust this team. You know, with the final drive, if they need a field goal, if they need a you know, if they need a touchdown, when I do trust this team to come up clutch and make that play. But yeah, that passing attack definitely does concern me a little bit. Yeah, for sure. And his, in, I mean, Stroud's been pretty good with the ball, other than, you know, throwing the, getting out of hand there in that one game. He's been pretty solid about, uh, you know, keeping keeping the turnovers low. So right. for me, it's the, the Broncos have been living off the turnovers and it's been great. But if Stroud's careful of the ball and they can't create any, uh, it's up to the offense to to take charge, and that's what makes me a little bit nervous. If the Broncos can't uh, grab those uh, interceptions or get some fumbles, you know, those takeaways, uh, can can the Broncos' offense come up bi- big enough to win? That's that's what worries the, me the most. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to tell you, there's there's a lot of reasons why you should be confident in these Broncos uh, because they're they're actually turning out to be a fairly good team, which was. Uh, you know, uh, I would have never said that earlier in the season. So <laughs> there's some things to like. Uh, I'm also going to just say hi to Daniel Cross coming in with a, a Facebook star. So thank you so thank much you, for the support. Really uh, appreciate that for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to grab one of my keys, which I know this is going to seem boring because we all want to open up the passing attack, right? We all want to see Russell Wilson, you know, get get our money's worth for that contract, so to speak. But the Broncos really have to establish the run early and the reason, and they don't have to be super effective at running it, but they've got to be committed to it because I went back and I looked at all of the uh, games that the uh, Texans have played in. If the, their opponent at least had 10 designed runs in the first half, we're establishing that run, not quarterback scrambles or quarterback runs, whatever, but like design running back runs, they were two and five against those teams. But if the the opponent came in and just didn't worry about the run wide, right away, had less than that in the first half, they're four and up. So they have to at least show that they have a semblance of a running game and be committed to it. Because one, you, you really want to have a balanced attack. But two, you know, you can open up the uh, play action and things like yeah. that with with a solid running game. So even though it sounds boring, and I'm going to get to my more exciting stuff too, but they really need <laughs> to focus and get that, you know, hand that ball off to Javante you know, really establish that ground game. Yep, that, that, that's a good one. That's a good one. I'm going to grab a few more here. Doug Tesla coming in here. Thanks. He says, I say he throws two picks. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, again, given how opportunistic this Broncos defense has been, I, I wouldn't put it past him. That 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 can definitely happen. Um, Let's see here. And we got a few predictions here, which um, I'll get into, well, it's a Craig Tate here. Thank you, Craig. It says the spy should be Monito. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a, a, a good one to kind of be the spy. I know he was spying a lot with Patrick Mahomes. Um, so that that would definitely be good. And then Deuce from NO. Thank you, Deuce. He says, pressure, pressure, pressure. Yes. <laughs> Pass rush must get it going. Big key to secondary success. Hashtag Buckham. Yes, exactly, Deuce. That that again, that is my takeaway of applying the consistent pressure. And I want to go to my other um, key to victory, which you alluded to near the end, Thomas, unless as far as the play action off of the run. I agree. I I think Broncos definitely need to be committed to the run, um, you know, early um, and as often as they can, which will set up that play action pass. And of course, with play action, attack the middle of the field, go deep, because again, you're talking about a bottom-ranked Texans passing defense. 
So the opportunities to go deep, play action, will be there. Again, get get all your skilled players involved, right? Judy, Mims, Sutton, Troutman, um, Brandon Johnson coming back from IR. You know, th- those opportunities will be there. So, you know, I'm expecting off of that run, Thomas, for that play action to open up. And once it opens up, again, we could see something similar to how we did with Washington. It's the Washington game. You know, the Broncos jumped out to, I believe it was 14-3. Um, and those were some play action passes. So I, I would like to have something similar with this game to, you know, once they, you know, go pedal to the metal, let's not take the foot off, you know, just, just keep going. And again, you can help establish the run to do that. Absolutely. Douglas Wall. Thanks for being here tonight. Appreciate it. Saying hello, Thomas and Ron. Why so nervous? CJ is still a rookie (laughs) averaging three rookie mistakes a game, most resulting in a turnover. Broncos defense is uh, going to four is averaging four takeaways a game. We have a top three secondary. Yeah, you're right. And this is what brings me to my next point about being a rookie. And it's interesting when you look back at the Texans game, and I think it has a lot to do with, you know, it's a new coach there. They, a rookie quarterback, they may have a little bit of a, you know, not a confidence problem, but you know, maybe they can be affected a little bit easier, but I went back and I saw that whoever, whichever team, uh, that has played uh, if a team that's played the Texans scores a touchdown first they they typically win the game where if Houston scores first they typically win the game it's really interesting i mean and i think it has to do with if the if the opponent gets ahead um but by, by a touchdown maybe they start to not panic but it does impact them a little bit right so the Texans have won every game where they've scored first and when the opponent scores first uh, they've they've lost uh, all, four games out of the six. So I think the Broncos really need to have those good scripted plays, not make mistakes, go down the opening drive and really you know show them that their offense is is here to play. Go score that touchdown and really put the pressure on a rookie quarterback early on to get this team uh, you know kind of flustered. Really, I don't I don't know if if it, it affects their psyche or what, or if it's just a coincidence that the team was just better and you know they went out and, and just you know scored at will. That that really doesn't make any sense to me. But Broncos really have to focus that opening drive. In fact, I would almost even take the ball. Like if you win the yeah. toss, just you know they've been they've been deferring every time. I'd almost take the ball and go down there and uh, and score that touchdown and and just you know put the pressure right on that rookie quarterback right away. Yeah, um, but I think to your point of them taking the ball first, remember when they've deferred, I believe it was the game against Buffalo and the game against Minnesota, that first drive ended up in a Broncos takeaway, (laughs) you know, so of the opposing team, you know. So, again, I think it's to to the last comment, um, you know, again, it's still I think we're more nervous. Again, the defense of the Broncos, they're doing their thing. You know, we're we're not too concerned there. It's what can this offense do? And then if you get into a point where it's a shootout, you know, can can you can you match blow for blow with the Texans? Again, the offense of the Broncos, as good and sound I have as they've been recently, you know, we're we're dealing with a heavy passing attack. And it's again opening up this offense of the Denver Broncos to match fire with fire if it gets to that level. I think that's kind of where my nervousness comes into play there. Phil McLaughlin's coming back in with more Facebook stars, so thank you for the support, Phil. Uh, Saying, I was happy to see Johnson, Brandon Johnson, and Kroll coming back. I think Kroll's a better receiver between Troutman, Manhurst, and Adkins. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I'm glad to see Brandon Johnson back. He, He had a great camp. And he was actually playing pretty well, played, had a great preseason. I thought he was going to be a really, you know, quite a, a useful target for Russell Wilson. And then he got hurt, which which is unfortunate. But now he's back. He seems to be all ready to go. I'm happy about that. I hope they mix him in. He might not see a lot of Brandon Johnson this first game back. Uh, you're, you might, you know, they might not give him as many snaps as as you would see, you know, going down the road a little bit. And then Kroll, man, I, I, he he's impressive to me, you know, from what I've seen. He just needs a little bit more experience. I hope I saw him get open a couple of times when he did play that one mm-hmm. game, first game he was activated, and he just wasn't able. Russell was wasn't didn't see him or whatever. But I'm excited to see what he can do. 
they they weren't happy with Adkins, obviously, and so that's why they're you know they're bringing Kroll up and deactivating him. But you know, I'll, I'll say Troutman uh, that catch that he made last week oh, yeah. was a thing of beauty, man. That was amazing. And, uh, you know, man hurts. Isn't quite a receiver. Obviously he's more of a blocker, but yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm interested to see what Kroll's got to offer for sure. Yeah. Thank you for, for coming in with this. And I agree. I, I'm interested as well to see what, what Kroll has. Um, yeah. Again, to your point, Thomas, I've seen plays Kroll's open, not just Kroll. I think there've been a lot of receivers that have been open. Russ just kind of has missed them, but, um, I'm also happy to see Johnson back in the fold. Again, he's second in receiving touchdowns behind Sutton. And so having that receiving threat come back um, is is great. Now, yeah, I don't expect them to have too much of an impact because they're probably going to, you know, ease him back into the lineup. Um, He's actually one of my um, stat projections. I'll I'll, I'll save it um, for later, but um, I'm very excited to have another receiving threat um, coming back. Nice. Yeah. And uh, whoops, I grabbed the wrong one here. Lawrence came in with some Facebook stars. It's just, he, he just wants to say uh, Russ is winning right now in life. He's got a kid on the way. He's healthy <laughs> and paid and just loving life. And yeah, it really shows. I mean, he seems like he, he just is so positive and, you know, I've heard that people, you know, bring that, you know, they talk about that, you know, players about his positivity and how that's helped. And yeah, I mean, it's true. Thanks for the Facebook stars. I, I, you know, I think a lot of people are jealous of his success in his life. And so, you know, they like to bad mouth him and everything, but he seems like a great guy. Uh, seems like a, you know, I, I happened to be at camp not uh, in the year before and saw him out there with uh, some of the you know, military folks and what he did. He seems like a good guy, you know, it seems like a really good guy. So uh, I, yeah, I appreciate the support there. I'm going to jump to my next key. This is the more exciting one, right? And and this is really to attack deep, but specifically attack the deep left of the field in the passing game. And this is why I say that. Well, number one, the Texans have given up 30 explosive plays on the season. So 20 plus uh, yards in the passing game, these explosive plays, 30 of them. That's, that's quite a few per game, almost approaching three per game. But if you, if you look at the actual areas where these passes have really been effective, the deep left of the field is, is they're so vulnerable. They're giving almost up 50% completion to that area of the field, which is, so much higher than the NFL. The NFL average is 37%. So obviously they're getting open and the quarterbacks are getting the receivers to the the ball in that area. They've not had an interception in that area of the field, knock on wood, do that just to, so that doesn't happen this weekend. (laughs) Um, And and they're, they're giving up about 16 yards per attempt to that area of the field. So uh, I, I, that is a, a location where they really need to attack deep. And if they can get that running game effective and they can get that passing, uh, you know, play action passing, that's even going to make that better. But I would not be afraid to attack that area of the field. Uh, you've got Cortland Sutton, who is, you know, taller and is able to out jump pretty much anybody they got on that uh, in that secondary, in my opinion. And then you've got Judy, You've got Mims, explosive players. I would go for it. I would go after it, that area of the field and, and see if you can get a couple of those explosive plays, especially early in the game. Really kind of open that up and really show them uh, this offense is for real. And that's good. Oh, those those are some good analytics, Sean Payton. You hear that? You know, moving <laughs> 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 leading up to tomorrow, that you know that that's the recipe for you know that should be proof to open up this offense. You know, so. Um, that, that that's very encouraging. I'm going to get into some of the marquee matchups next year, Thomas. Um, and which you just alluded to, I'm going to pick one Cortland Sutton versus Derek Stingley Jr. Again, we know Derek Stingley Jr., one of their top um, cornerbacks from the Houston Texans. Um, but I, I, I think Cortland Sutton will definitely win the matchup. Um, Stingley is, is a very good, solid corner. Um, but we know Sutton has been a monster this season, um, going back to his Pro Bowl year, you know, grabbing those 80-20 balls, um, you know, near the sideline and, and in the end zone. So I expect for Sutton to come through big when the ball is thrown to him, just completely, you know, mossing 
Derek Stingley Jr. Um, there may be a few times that Stingley does, you know, break up some passes and whatnot, but I, I do expect Sutton to, to come down big. So just watch out for that matchup for sure. And and really Sutton could be having a much better year, but he's he's made mistakes himself. Like he's dropped balls and you know, he and I'm not knocking Sutton, don't get me wrong. He's had some amazing catches, but he's also missed a few that he could his his season could look a heck of a lot better, yeah. even though it already looks really good. I mean, he's doing great, but if he can cut down on some of those mistakes, I think you're right. That's gonna be huge. I think another area that's gonna be huge is Zach Allen versus whoever they're going to slot in there at right guard because they're this they're down to their third string right guard now because uh Kendrick Green was lost and Kenyon Green both of them were lost mm-hmm. in that interior line and I think this rookie which is uh Juice Scruggs I think he's like was the third in line in the early on in that depth chart so uh and oh sorry they lost Titus Howard just mm-hmm. uh, you know recently as well yeah. so Juice Scruggs is going to have his hands full with Zach Allen. He really is. I think that's who they're going to start. Uh, I think Zach Allen could have a really big game because he's gotten better and better, you know, and it doesn't always show up in the box score. You don't always see, you know, how, you know, a bunch of sacks or anything like that. But I really think Zach Allen can have a monster game against a rookie right guard. They're going to have to give him some help, which would, you know, obviously open it up for the edge rushers to uh to do their thing as well so i'm looking for zach allen to uh really pop this weekend and and show the world that you know he's he's as good as as we see on tape you know see on tape and i'm filming the game it might even it's going to show up in the uh, the stat lines even more yeah and and then that actually leads to another marquee matchup that i have you mentioned titus howard's out so yeah his replacement versus you know, the, the D-line, Jonathan Harris, and those folks. So I'm I'm expecting, you know, just to see how that left side of that defensive line looks. You know, will they be able to, you know, hold up and pressure and contain, um, you know, with Titus Howard's out? I know he was very good when he was starting. But now that you kind of have a, a weaker uh, right tackle there, I'm, I'm curious to see how that, that side of the defensive line holds up. They, they, should, they should perform well. They should definitely perform well. I'm just going to grab this. I missed it. Lawrence uh, came in with Facebook stars uh, talking about his original thing with Russell Wilson saying Strom was wrong for him to stop visiting the hospital. Yeah, I mean, it's true. Uh, you know, let let them do their thing, uh, support the, you know, go out there and, you know, be in the community and help people. Yeah. I mean, kids look up to uh, to these folks and, uh, you know, don't be like Jamal Adams, who's uh, attacking people on Twitter. Be like Russell Wilson, who is, you know, uh, going out there and living a good life and helping people. So, uh, yeah, definitely. Thanks for, thanks for the support. All right. My next, uh, for me, the next uh, matchup that I want to see is Miners, who's playing outstanding. Yes. He's in line for an all-pro award. Maybe yeah, second sure. team because, you know, they, they don't know him that much, but he really is playing great versus mm-hmm. Sheldon Rankins. And in particularly in the running game, if he if they can run behind Quinn Miners like they have been and really establish that running game early, that's going to open up that passing game so much more. So I'm looking for Quinn Miners to be that, you know, solid performer that he's been all year and uh, really, really, you know, push push around um, uh, Sheldon Rankins and, uh, you know, open up some holes for Javante and, you know, obviously uh, uh, P. Ryan if he, when he's in there spare, uh, giving him a break. So I, I, that's a matchup to me that I've, I've been watching Quinn Miners all year, and I, I think he's he's a matchup problem for most most of the defensive uh, tackles that are in there. So let's see what he can do this game because it could be a big – it can be a, a hugely important game, especially early on. Yeah, that's a good one, Thomas. I've been watching Quentin Miners, I think, every game, and he's such a such a beast. He's such a mauler, like just creating those those lanes, those gaps for P. Ryan and, and Javante. I, I just I just love watching him play. Like he's, yeah, he's such a good find, yeah, for the Denver Broncos. And I'm I'm glad the Denver Broncos. I think he, I'm glad he's on our team. But yeah, that that's a very good, a very good matchup for sure. Yep. I'm going to grab and this then, real quick because yeah. uh, I just Douglas walls hit one more win closer to Luke Patterson shaving his head and beard for the Broncos winning out. Yeah. He said he would. And uh, you know what? It would be fun. I, I think it would be awesome to see that happen. I really don't think the Broncos can win out. I think he's safe, 
but I think they can, you know, they can go four and two over this last stretch and be right in the playoff uh, race. So, but you know, it'll be fun. I, <laughs> I would love to see that do a show on Wednesday night with, uh, with Luke without his hair and beard. That will be, that'll be interesting to see. So uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed just for that fun to, to see that happen. But you can check, you know, check us out on Wednesday night, uh, mile high insiders, uh, Luke and I uh, doing that show. So, and speaking of, Luke's going to be jumping in for you, Ron, uh, the Detroit Lions that Saturday. Uh, you know, so he'll be on uh, Orange and Blue View as well. So uh, we'll see. Hopefully they can pull a win out in Detroit, which is the one I'm a little bit worried about to, uh, you know, break that eight game winning streak that uh, you're betting on. <laughs> you're, so you're worried about Detroit? I, I know we'll get into that, you know, in a few weeks. But are you really worried about Detroit? I'm actually not. I am. Yeah. concerned about Detroit, quite honest. Mm. I- I'm only worried. I think they're a solid team. It's on the road in Detroit and the Broncos have historically not played very well in Detroit for some reason recently. So I'm a little bit worried about that, but they're a solid team. However, if that's their only loss, I'm fine. That's the, that's the game that if you're going to lose a game the rest of the way out, that's the one to lose. That doesn't affect your playoff seating because NFC team other than the, the record. So if they do lose there, I'm not worried if they can make it up, uh, you know, and only win the rest of them. They're, they've definitely got a spot in the playoffs. So I'm not worried about it in, in the playoff seating, but I am worried about a loss there because it's uh, they're a tough team. I know they're Detroit. I know it's Detroit. They haven't won a playoff game uh, since 1991 and only been, you know, won one since 1957. So, it, you know, you, you in your mind, you're like, it's the Detroit Lions. They're a solid team. <laughs> But anyway, yeah. back to the Texans. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my last, I'll get into my last marquee matchup um, for tomorrow's game. And that is Mike McGlinchey versus Will Anderson Jr. That's going to be a very good matchup. It's it's a bit concerning, I think, for me in the sense that when I look at the film, Anderson does win his matchups very often. Um, so the Broncos have to do their best to to limit him. Now, McGlinchey, you know, he's been doing better as of late, you know, with this five-game win stretch as a pass protector. He's not allowed a sack, so that's good. Um, but, you know, it's still good or would be wise on the Broncos to have extra blockers in there just so that, you know, Will Anderson doesn't, doesn't wreak havoc to kind of help McGlinchey out. But I do expect with this matchup, you know, maybe Will Anderson may, may, you know, come in and affect a few plays. But, you know, it's it's good what we saw last week with the Cleveland Browns, how essentially, you know, Miles Garrett was neutralized, <laughs> yeah. you know. So, you know, I would expect kind of a similar showing from this uh, offensive line um, and Zach Strife to kind of help neutralize Will Anderson. Um, but that's going to be a really fun fun matchup as well. Yeah. And McGlinchey's been playing a lot better uh, mm-hmm. as of late, I think. And I really have been saying this for a while. Part of that has to do with the fact that he was hurt in camp. He didn't get any playing time. The offensive line needs to gel. You know, they need time together to really, it, it's not an individual. And although he's making individual mental mistakes, but the the cohesiveness being in sync is a, they have to play together for a while. Now they've been together for a while. They've practiced for a while. They've been healthy, knock on wood. And, you know, the, this unit's been, you know, together for uh, several weeks. And it's starting to show. The, even the, you know, Ben Powers is playing better. McGlinch is starting to play better. So you're going to see individual performances that look better. But it's because the team, you know, as a unit, they're they're continuing to get better and more cohesive and understanding where everybody is. So, uh, yeah, I hope McGlinchey, I hope they give him a little bit of help, but I also hope that, you know, he's, he continues to improve and in, in going down that road that he has been, cause I really liked it. Yeah. All right. I'm going to give you a player to watch. Obviously we've been talking about him this whole time. Marvin Mims, not just on special teams. I mean, I think he can have a, a, a an impact on special teams because he has mm-hmm. been, but I, I expect to see him catch a big, at least one big pass on offense. He's going to be more involved on offense, catch one big pass that, uh, you know, that he's done before, you know, he's, he's kind of been on that, you know, getting more and more playing time. I think they're going to get him the ball. And, you know, with that defense of the Texans, that pass defense, he has a chance to, to really get some yards after the catch, 
make a run. I, I really think you should why they should really watch out for Mims because he's kind of a forgotten man, really. After you know, having that big game, like you said, against the commanders, and then he really hasn't done much on offense. And then, you know, boom, here you go. This is a time to open him up. So that's that's my guy. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm I'm gonna disagree with you a little bit in the sense of he's a forgotten man because I believe this comment reflects who's a forgotten man. Thank you, Rodney Garcia, for coming in here. Appreciate it. He says Judy needs to show up. You are exactly correct, Rodney. And I I believe Judy's a forgotten person here. And that's why I've selected him as my player to watch. Um, this should be a very good game, almost a breakout game for Jerry Judy. Um, so Jerry Judy should eat um, with all kinds of, they should use them all over the place, right? Screens, crossers, deep, even in the middle of the field, um, just because this pass defense isn't so great. And there's going to be, you know, I know Sutton's going to come down with a lot of these balls, but there's still going to be some defensive focus on Sutton. And that's going to allow Jerry Judy to come in and shine. So I'm expecting Judy to come in um, and, you know, maybe even have a touchdown tomorrow or two, right? I'm expecting Jerry Judy to feast. They should definitely feed him often. And Jerry Judy is uh, one of my stats projections, so uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. I and I think you'll be uh, be happy with what I've got to say, Ron. So uh, we'll cool. see we'll see if anyone else is happy about it. But I'm going to grab Dominique Martin coming in here saying Orange and Blue View rocks. Thank you for the compliment, Dominique. Appreciate it, and you, I appreciate you being here on your Saturday night. Right, uh, saying hey, Tom and Ron, mile high salute to my Broncos family. After we win tomorrow, I hope the league is finally on notice. Mile high huddle for life. Go Broncos. I think people are starting to notice already, right? I think they really are, but they're, they still have that kind of doubt, you know, and I had it too. I had it. And now I'm, I'm just, I'm done doubting. They're, They're playing well. They're finding ways to win, but you know, they look back and they see those first three games. They see that 70 to 20 debacle that happened in Miami and they still doubt a little bit. If they go in and win this game in Houston, uh, everybody has to know that they're a playoff team. But at that point, like they're not only, per- I mean, they're, they they jump to like a 60, whatever, 7% or 61. Mm-hmm. I can't remember chance of making the playoffs, but they also control their destiny when it comes to uh, the Buffalo bills, the Cleveland Browns and the Houston Texans. If they win, those are three p- legitimate playoff uh, potential playoff hopefuls. Right. And they have the head to head matchup with them. So even if the league doesn't believe that the Broncos are, you know, a great team or a good team. They have to believe that they're going to make the playoffs at that point because hey, you know, it, in the when it comes down to it, if they all have the same record, the Broncos are going to advance and they're going to be all out on the outside looking in. So, uh and I think if they win tomorrow, I think they're pushing for more than the 7th seed. I think they're yeah. pushing for 6th or maybe even a 5th seed. That's that's the confidence I have in them right now and I'm glad. It's it's been a long time, Ron, since I've had that much confidence <laughs> in this team. So <laughs> Yeah, that's and thank you Dominique for coming in. Um yeah, so I believe the league is already on, you know, we've, you know, the Broncos have put the league on notice already. You know, you don't you don't win 5 games in a row by accident. And then you have to look at the quality of the opponents, right? These are playoff caliber teams, teams with winning records. So the, the Broncos ha- have have done it and have shown that they can go toe-to-toe with, you know, anybody in the playoff picture. I, I think what's, what's causing a little cause for pause for some people is because you're right, Thomas, that 70-point debacle in Miami still rears its ugly head. But I think they're seeing the yardage numbers for Russell Wilson not, you know, being reflected out in the wash. Now, he's playing well, obviously, right? You know, 20 touchdowns and just four interceptions. So Russell is still playing well. I think they're still a little bit hesitant because they want to see more from Russ. And again, we, you know, us as fans, right? We're seeing Russ Seattle moments come. Yep. You know, Russ is out there scrambling, running the ball himself, you know, finding the open receivers. But I, I think 
because you know we're not seeing that on a more consistent basis as we did in Seattle, I think that confounded with that 70-point uh, game and the fact that the Broncos now this season is are doing well as opposed to the past several seasons, I think it's still a little bit cause for pause for a lot of the national media. But again, if the Broncos go out and win Sunday, the Broncos can shut everyone up. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. All right. I'm going to jump on to my next player to watch. And I talked about it early on, uh, but it's Javante Williams for me is, and I know we've been talking about the passing game. And I, again, I, this is where the passing game opens up because uh, I mean, I got Wilson as one of my players to watch as well. Uh, but this is where the passing game, Javante Williams needs to grind out just like he's been doing, just grind out those yards, you know, get three yards, set up a better second down. And, and I think he's, He's going to be more of a key to this game than people realize. He's not going to may not have a huge statistical game, but mm-hmm. setting up that run and grinding out those yards early in that game is really going to help that offense. Uh, you know, even later in the game, even if they're not running it so much, even if they're passing it, but I'm, I'm looking forward to Javante Williams doing his usual self and really just grinding out those yards like he's been doing. And it's been important this entire time. You no, know, I don't care if he, you know, people look at a stat in the box, you know, box score and they're like, oh, he had 60 yards. Yeah, but he would, those were tough 60 yards. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. against the Browns, man, and against other teams, he was, you know, he, those were hard yards to come by and he did it. And uh, so, yeah, he's a key, he's a key player to watch for me. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I think, yeah, Javante Williams in my mind always has an impact. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm glad you put him on measure players to watch this because I'm, I'm curious to see, you know, how often is he going to be used? You know, it, will there be a time where Peyton does go away from the running game again? I, I, I still want to see the Broncos committed to the run to a degree, um, but then this may be a game, you know, you have P Ryan coming in just as as we've seen with P Ryan coming in and catching those passes and helping block. Um, so it may even be more of a bigger game for P Ryan, but yeah, to your point on, if we're looking for pound ground, straight running, Javante Williams is your guy. So that's a great one. My next uh, player to watch Adam Troutman, just because I, I want to see again, the Broncos use the middle of the field, attack the middle of the field. And, you know, we've seen that with Troutman um, in several of these games, how he was wide open in zone and and Russ found him. So, you know, using that, you know, more, I think, against, you know, this bottom ranked defense of the Texans um, will be good. Um, So, yeah, that's that's my next player to watch out for in this game. Well, my last one is Russell Wilson. And the reason why I say that is because everybody – uh, is now starting to talk about what I've been talking about for the last several weeks, which is the Broncos have been facing tough defenses, especially past defenses. It's taken some time for Russell Wilson to really get in the groove when it comes to uh, Sean Payton's offense. They're obviously clicking. He's clicking. You're going to see a bigger game from Russell Wilson this week. You're going to see one of those games where you're like, okay, that's the Russell Wilson that we all thought we'd see this year, but we haven't seen because he's been a game manager, so to speak. Uh, you know, but that's what the game's dictated. Now you're going to see that offense open up because those defenses aren't as stingy. You're going to see different play selections. You're going to see a different uh, style of offense from Sean Payton. You're going to let him open it up and you're going to see Russell Wilson be a really big factor in this game. In fact, I'm going to go to my stats right now. I'm, I'm expecting him to be like 24 of 34 with 295 yards and a couple touchdowns throwing. That's what I'm expecting from Russell Wilson uh, in this game. Nice. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. Big, big game. It should be a big game for us. Again, it, it, this is the opportunity for that. So that's a great one. Uh, my my last player to watch, I alluded to him earlier, Fabian Moreau. Um, the reason why, I, I, you know, so Fabian Moreau, just some numbers for you guys. Fabian Moreau has a lot of 57.9 passer rating when being targeted this season that's per foot pro football focus um so he's he's been you know somewhat doing his thing this year for sure um when it comes to coverage but you know i, I just want to see some of these coverages i know i'm not sure how vance joseph because i guess nico collins is their number one but then you know tank dell has had an explosion so i'm just not sure how how that's going to face but 
you know, even with that, I want to see kind of how Fabian Monroe faces up with some of these receivers in coverage. Um, you know, we know Tank Dell and his explosion. You know, can he come and help with pass breakups, even with Robert Woods? Um, so that that's kind of what I'm looking at from, from a Fabian Monroe. He's been playing well, Thomas, as we've seen, you know, um, coming in there, making impact plays. Um, I think he had the interception against Josh Allen with the Buffalo game. So kind of want to see more of that aggression um, from Fabian Moreau, especially with these uh, these pass catchers. Nice. Uh, I'm going to go to another stats guy. We, were, we alluded to him earlier. He's your key to the game, Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy, to me, is finally going to have a game that – we all have been waiting for for him this year. He's going to have eight catches, 100. He's going to break the century mark and have a touchdown. Jerry Judy, yard after catch. Uh, you're going to see him. Uh, you're going to see him come up big, unexpectedly so. I know Sutton's going to get his catches. Mims will get a couple. They might mix in Brandon Johnson. I think Jerry Judy's finally going to come out of his shell, so to speak, and have one of those games that. That we want to see from Jerry Judy, first round pick. I know people are down on him. I know he hasn't played great, but I think this is a game that he can uh, get his mojo back a little. Yeah, good one. Um, one of my players that I have for a stat projection, Brandon Johnson. Um, hmm. Again, you know, probably not going to have the Star Wars numbers because, again, I, I do think that, you know, they're going to ease him back um, into the fold, especially coming off that off that injury, but, you know, expect times that he's open. Um, and, you know, again, he has three receiving touchdowns on this team. So my numbers are a little low for him, but again, I think with all these receivers, they can make an impact. So I have three receptions on five targets um, for about 40 yards and I have a touchdown for him as well. I, I think he's going to be just wide open in the end zone <laughs> and Russ will find him. So that that's my, that's one of my projections. That'd be a great game for him coming back from IR to get that touchdown. He'd be the second leading touchdown uh, still if he does that. (laughs) That's great. My last guy, before we get into the injury report and before we get into our score predictions, uh, I know you think you have one more, but Zach Allen going against the rookie should have a big game. Uh, You know, he's he's been close so often to getting sacks. And when I, I see him getting two sacks, if they don't give Juice Scruggs any help, he's going to get two sacks and he's going to have a batted ball and he's going to be uh, one of the stars on that defense because, you know, he's a, he, he's an explosive player that can get to the quarterback and he's been, uh, you know, narrowly missing. So I'm, I'm excited for his game. I think he's, I think he's been well worth the money. Nice. Nice. And my last player, one of my guys on defense, Baron Browning. Baron nice. Browning, yes. Uh, I have him at four total tackles, um, two solo, two assisted, and two sacks. I think this is going to be Whoa. a very, <laughs> a very effective game from Baron Browning. Again, you know that offensive line for the Houston Texans—they've, you know, again, a lot of them are, are out. You know, they, they do have their second, third strings there. So, you know, I, I do expect Baron Brown to come in and feast. But, yeah, a two-sack game for Mr. Brown. Yep. RD's coming in with Super Chat. Thanks for the support, RD, saying, great show all makes Saturday night shift more bearable. Yeah, I'm sorry you have to work on a Saturday night. It's, uh, yeah, one of those things. But I'm glad we can uh, definitely help out in your uh, in your work, making it a little bit more easy. So appreciate it. Thanks for and thanks for the support for sure. Thank you. And Phil McLaughlin's coming in with Facebook stars, also saying, "Let's special team player of the month." I'm hoping that for a change, he gets a break and we actually score TDs in the red zone. I, I'm yes. with you. I'm I'm right there with you. I hope I hope we get to see the Broncos do that too. So thank we you so much. We just want extra points. Yeah, we just yeah. want some extra points. No field goals. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Is that your last uh, stat prediction? Yeah. That, that was okay. Fun. Now it's time. Well, we'll grab the injury report first. It's super easy. Everybody that was on the injury report except for one is all full go, uh, which is amazing. And Plus, they got Brandon Johnson back from IR, so they seem to be getting healthier as the year goes on, mm-hmm. which is great. But Damari Mathis, who's had his struggles for sure, is questionable. Um, so he's kind of up in the air. 
Uh, yeah, I think he was a light participant, but uh, we we shall see if he plays or not. Uh, my guess is, you know, they've been kind of moving to Riley Moss a little bit more. So if he mm-hmm. is injured, you're going to see a little bit more of Riley Moss maybe in, in uh, you know, with Mathis inactive. So uh, hopefully he heals up and, and starts to play a little bit better. But all right, let's get into some predictions because we've got some coming in here now. We've got Doug's coming in with 31-20 Broncos, which is good. We've got Rodney Garcia, 31-27 Broncos. I think I saw one out back here, but uh, and I can't find. It. Oh, Mister O coming in with thirty-two to twenty-seven Broncos pull out a W, and uh, Joe Mannix is uh, saying thirty-one to twenty-eight Texans. Oh man, you're buzz killing us. You're buzz killing us. Usually, I'm the one that's the buzz kill. Everybody says I'm the doubter, but uh, I hope not. I hope not. But it, it, you know, you it's a it's one of those games where you never know. You never know who can pull it out. Phil McLaughlin, 21-17 Broncos. And Keith is coming in 2018 or 28-17 Broncos. And the last one here that I see is Douglas 33-17 Broncos. All right. Well, my Lawrence prediction came in with 14 oh, Broncos. <laughs> There's a few yeah, of them. Getting in a here. lot in here. We're getting a lot. All right. Yeah. They're really and then coming Sean, in. Well, uh 27-17 Denver. And then Rodney's right. predicting Broncos with two takeaways. All right. That's some great. Yeah. And Jonathan's saying 21-14 Broncos. Well, here's my prediction. And you can go read about all of the Mile High uh, staff writers' predictions on milehighhuddle.com because uh, we do that roundtable every week. But I, I'm tired of doubting. I doubted him last week. I'm not going <laughs> to doubt him anymore. And maybe I'll go down with the ship. Who knows? But I say the Broncos win pretty handily. 31 to 20 because their offense is going to start clicking and they're going to, you know, the other sides of the ball is still going to be complimentary and the Broncos are going to uh, make a statement with a pretty solid win. Nice. I like it. So yeah, for my prediction, I, again, I do expect for the Denver Broncos offense to open up this, this, this is the game to do so. And although CJ Stroud, Tank Dell, Nico Collins, um, and D'Amico Ryan, they've been doing a very good job with the Houston Texans. I think there's still a lot of youth there, still a lot of newness. And this Broncos defense as of late has been known, you know, with their coverages to be more aggressive, to rip the ball away, to get interceptions. So I, I think the Broncos are going to knock Stroud off his spot a bit. And again, with the offense of the Broncos opening up, I do expect the Broncos victory as well. So my final score is 28 Broncos, 23 Texans. All right. Having a coffee fit here. We had two 27, 24 Broncos. Uh, we got some, we got some good, uh, some good mojo going here. Money more saying it's going to be an wow. overtime victory. 23 to 17. Nice. That'll be exciting. And uh, guaranteed is just flat out saying they're going to whip them 20 to three. Go Broncos. Nice. All right. Wonderful. So we're, most of us are, are jumping on the uh, Broncos winning bandwagon, eh, so to speak. And I'm, I'm sticking with it because, you know, Rod, I said, if they could beat the bills and the chiefs, they're going to, they're going to run the table, go to the playoffs. So I might as well just pick them to win the rest of the time and see if I'm right. So (laughs) I just want to stick with it. All right. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for being in here on your Saturday night. I know it's not easy to come in and and spend your Saturday night with us, but we really do appreciate it. You can follow Ron on Twitter, Ron White NFL. So go check it out during the week. Talk to him about football. He's more than willing to do so. I as well, Thomas Hall NFL. And also go to the go to the milehighhuddle.com. You can find um, you can find our uh, uh, articles out there and I'm looking for, you know, you can get merchandise too, but I just, for some reason can't find the, uh, merchandise, um, uh, where to, what the merchandise, uh, website is. I can't find it somewhere in here, but of course we're here by ourselves. So, uh, it's hard to find, but anyway, there's merchandise if you want it, uh, for all mile high huddle. So go check it out, but all right, Ron, Final words before we wrap up this pregame show that we love so much. Yeah. So again, it's been great talking with all of you tonight. Um, Very good conversation as always on Saturday. And again, you know, this, 
think of this as a playoff game uh, for your Denver Broncos. And it should be a good and exciting game uh, tomorrow, especially on offense. Again, I'm I'm really looking forward to th- Thank you, Keith. Thank you, guys. I'm really looking forward to seeing how this offense opens up. So, yeah, much love to everyone. Thank you. Yeah. And Sean Bryan, uh, Waldrich is coming in with a uh, Facebook star uh, sticker. So thank you very much for that. Appreciate the late support for this mm-hmm. show. Sparky Vibes is doing the 71 to zero again. So, so far you've been right on the wins for sure. Not quite the score, but you know what? <laughs> it would be awesome. It would be awesome to see that happen. I, I really hope it does. So, uh, yes. yeah, thank you so much, everyone, for being here. And, uh, yeah, 11 o'clock tomorrow, Mountain Time, going down to Houston, see if these Broncos can uh, get a win and control their playoff destiny. So thank you very much. Have a great evening, everyone, and we'll talk to you next Saturday. Thank you. Go Broncos. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.